0: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. After successfully escaping the Death Wind and stealing a new ship for themselves, our heroes have signed on with Captain Roberts to hunt for her old crew. But will they find who they're looking for? Will Captain Roberts replace our gang with far more capable pirates? Will she appreciate the haiku butthole and Alan made for her fake birthday? Find up next on dumb dums and dragons.
1: Okay, I think we should go back and forth on this. I'll do the first and last, you do the middle. Okay. See which Oh yeah, girl.
2: <laughs> Today is your birthday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you a captain now. <laughs> And then we just, I put like a heart and then I I write butthole Uh, and then I give it to Alan to sign.
2: I write Alan.
1: And then (laughs) I look up at the golem and I slide it over for him to sign too so that he gets like an extra tip for being so birthday friendly.
3: He kind of looks at his giant stone hands, doesn't really know how to write and he goes, ah. And he like kind of rapidly rubs one of his fingers along the bar until it's rough and then uses that (laughs) to kind of, he writes a really crude S. And then he puts little dots above it. So it kind of looks like a smiley face. Perfect. Not really, because I mean, he's writing with a stone finger, but he's really trying.
1: So I I fold it up real nice. And then I walk it over to the captain and I'm like, Happy birthday, Captain. Uh, And I set the card down.
4: Not my birthday. (laughs) Not my birthday.
1: When is your birthday?
4: It's like in two weeks.
1: I take the card back and I just write, Happy early birthday. In the front, I'm like, Happy early birthday. Also,
3: don't tell the column.
1: That's fine. (laughs) 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 Ah, That's
3: fine. Uh, so the, um, the meal gets cooked and a man comes out. He's an older man, true to his name. His beard is indeed green. And, you know, he's wearing a, like, a dirty chef's apron. He looks up and he makes eye contact with you and he kind of, like, nods and then comes over as if he's the chef and is like, Oh, I, I hear someone's got a birthday. Hello, Captain. Welcome back. Here you go. Thank you. How did you survive?
4: I was a captive. Of who? Kazra?
5: Oh, I hate that guy. I know. I'm sorry, I've been hiding here as a cook. I've gotten very good at Casadillas.
4: Why are you hiding?
5: We were waiting
3: for you to come back to lead us. Okay, well, I'm back now, so maybe we can stop hiding now. Okay, that's great. Hang on, let me go get your birthday present. <sighs> and he like goes back into the kitchen, and uh, the golem like, kind of turns the butthole and like, pops a thumb up and is like, I think this is going well. And I give him a thumbs up back, and I'm like, you are
1: fucking killing
3: it, bud. Oh, thanks. Um, Greenbird goes in. He comes back out with a fairly boring-looking sort of satchel. You know, just comes over and puts it down. And he's like, oh, compliments of the chef. Ha-ha. And he leaves it by your feet. And he nods to you and he says, I'll rendezvous with you back at the ship. And kind of goes back to cooking. Inside, you find your trusty sword, which is a plus-one rapier. And its name is... Bloodbringer. So uh, Bloodbringer and your much better flintlock pistol, as well as, like, some of your sort of proper captain's gear. So he's left that with you. As he goes back into the kitchen, he goes and he kind of, like, puts a hand on the golem's shoulder and kind of whispers in his ear for a second. And the golem looks up at you, looks to Butthole, looks to you, looks to Greenbeard, thinks to himself, just nods. Sounds like you just got yourself a new chef. And he kind of, like, pats Sully on the back and takes his apron off and puts it on himself, says... I'll carry on,
1: and I take one of my silvered warhammers, and I just say, "A token, my steam, and I give it to him.
3: Thanks." He puts it in the apron. "Hey, Greenbeard, before you go, how many fajitas do you think that is?" Greenbeard looks at him and he's like, "That's too many fajitas." <laughs> And he's like, ha ha, ha and the golem's
1: like, ha, ha ha. I can't wait until we use that in battle. Yeah. Like I like this
3: new guy. Like I am on board. Because you guys befriended Stony, the uh golem bartender, he's willing to pour drinks for you for the rest of the night for free. He's gonna give you some lodging in sort of the upper level of the grog barrel if you so desire. It also means that uh, Greenbeard can talk with you. He doesn't have to, like, sneak off into the night because Stoney's like, in friend of Greenbeard's is a friend of the tavern. So what do you do?
4: I want to ask him where the others are. Mm.
3: He comes over and basically the death wind descended hard on the ship and completely obliterated the original uh, sea witch. Greenbeard was able to get away. He ran immediately to your quarters, and he had one moment of going, I'm going to miss these candles. And he, uh, <laughs> he grabbed as much stuff as he could and uh, saluted it. And then by the time he got out, he'd lost sight of you, but knew that if anyone would survive it, it would be you. Since then, the only other crew member of note that uh, he knows is around, Slim Jim Rogers, got into a lot of trouble the law after you left. He kept trying to petition the governor to go after you which was just a completely boneheaded decision on his his part because the governor's like, you mean, because this is, you know, it's a pirate town, but they have to pretend that they're entirely legitimate. Right. So the governor's like, what, after the most notorious pirate we've ever seen? No, why would we do that? And Slim Jim's like, because she's the best. <laughs> um, and it got him uh, thrown in dead man's drop after he came back the next day drunk and punched the governor in the face. Boots is a different story. <gasps> no. Bo- Boots is dead. Boots. <laughs> I have some strange news about Boots. There was a ship that came in not too long ago full of very scared, very traumatized merchants. They claimed to see a pirate ship in the mists. And they thought they saw someone who looked like Boots aboard it. There's a chance he might be damned and on a ghost ship right now. Oh, fuck. I know. Boots, right? Classic boots, typical. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, th- those are the only two crew members he knows of, but uh, that's where they are.
1: Slutty Dave is just really honored to like be a part of this conversation. Like he's sitting there eating fajitas, trying the quesadillas, but he's just like respectfully silent because he wants you to enjoy your birthday.
3: He's also leaving all the salsa, sour cream, and guacamole in case one of those three is your favorite. He isn't sure, so he doesn't want to. Move. But they're still pretty good. Well, they're, they're damn good. But they're I mean, way they're... better than what you ate as a slave for however long he's been there. Yes.
4: Dead Man's Drop is the prison? Is that right?
3: It's as gross a prison as you'd expect on kind of like a pirate island. So it's built off the side of a cliff and it primarily consists of cages on chains that can be like reeled in. But the majority of the punishment is being kind of hung off the side of this cliff to just kind of bat against the cliff and the elements. So for the most hardcore criminals, that's what they get. And then um, they're sort of like cut into the cliff for smaller cells for other people.
4: I just feel like, Breaking someone out of jail?
3: Absolutely, I do. Yes. Yes, I do.
1: Over at the bar, I've <laughs> just got my hands and fists, and they're near my face, and I'm just like making a high pitch sound because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll have to find a way to use magic, obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, I've been in jail, and that fucking sucks. Yeah, tell me about I it. I was an oarsman, and I wasn't crazy about it. But sometimes you make a really good friend.
3: Slutty Dave anyway. like thinks you're talking about him maybe, but he gets it.
1: I'm not not talking about Slutty Dave.
3: The parrot on your shoulder goes, anyway.
1: Um, so, Captain, should we sleep on it or are we going right now?
4: What time is it? Is it bedtime? Um, no, I mean, really, you
3: just, uh, I mean, anytime time could be bedtime if you're sleepy enough. You know, it's probably just afternoon. Let's do it. All right. So
1: we're getting day drunk. We had a day birthday dinner, <laughs> solid 11 a.m. Now All we're same. just going to go do a nice afternoon jailbreak. In pirate time, this is like 5 p.m. Yeah, like, everybody's you know, day drunk. It's perfect. We're fine. So I, I stand up in the middle of the bar and I go,
3: hey, guys, we're just going to go throw rocks to prisoners or whatever.
1: Peace. Uh, and then I lead the, the troops out. Quinnie <laughs> asks, why did you do that? Butthole. I'm keeping the captain on the DL. Now it seems like it's about us and the rocks. But the captain's coming with us to to the prison. Yeah, but that's up to her. You could have named any
3: other location and said we were going there. Well, that would just be untrue. (laughs) Just before you go, Stoney brings over a a small box for you and he says, You didn't have time for your birthday dessert. Take this for the road. And it's a a delicately made cupcake.
4: Aww. Thanks, Stoney.
3: You're welcome. And then you hear like that grinding wink he does and he's like, Captain Roberts. And he kind of chuckles because he likes being in on the secret then he goes back <laughs> to work. How do you want to go about your jailbreak?
2: I've swapped out my glass staff for my spider staff. That's smart. Obviously. Because I've got spider climb. That I can, and I can cast it on myself or someone else.
1: I have a climbing kit as well. I have a new shield. It looks good. And I got <laughs> slutty Dave's and teamsters. And um, <laughs> the teamsters. So I'd say, <laughs> should we go scope out the jail? Like, we don't know who's hung where. Or what's going on?
4: Yes, I think some reconnaissance is required.
1: In your captain's gear, do you have, like, a cool captain's telescope now as well?
4: Oh, like for sure.
1: Glass? Okay, that'll help with reconnaissance then. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Teamsters and Dave and I are going to just stay and, like, bodyguard the captain in case anybody tries to jump us. You guys want to do some, like, sne- sneaking, sneaking spy and we can use the telescope and shit? Works for me.
3: Cool. Okay, so uh, what I'm going to say is for the people who are using the telescope, probably get in one of the dinghies from the Sea Witch. Just kind of head out on the water a little bit so you can get some distance. The best way to think of this is the south side of Crab Claw Island is sheer cliff faces. Dead Man's Drop is kind of like a chunk of that. So from the water, you're able to see that the cages stop probably 20 feet above the water level just because the water can go up and down. They don't actually want to drown anyone. They just want everyone to think that they're constantly under threat of drowning. And otherwise, goes all the way to the top. At the very top is sort of the observation area that's been carved into the side that has the overseers and the guards. And you can see kind of the outward-facing cells that have been carved in that, that stop just above where the um, cages hang.
1: So, we bust out the telescope. Where's this dude at?
3: Captain, if you can roll me a perception check, please, and I'll give you uh, a plus five for your wicked-ass telescope. 19. As you remember, Slim Jim Rogers' name was uh, was ironic. So as you uh, cast your eye about, you look for the cage that is the most full. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, you find it where there, there seems to be uh, 300 pounds of man stuffed into a 180 pound man cage. You can kind of hear just sort of over the water, some sort of like jolly singing. And you think it's probably him. He always seems like he's in a, in a good mood. So he's suspended about midway up the cliff. So how high above the water is that? Let's say the cliff is 100 meters. Last cage is 20 meters above sea level. So probably about 50 meters from the top or from the bottom. I say we just cut the rope. Boom, catch him at the bottom.
1: (laughs) Cage will take the hit and his shins oh no and knees. no we tell him to jump
3: right before it hits the water <laughs> uh, i should clarify these cages are uh small they're not like large right square cages they're like think elongated bird cages okay we need 60 meters of rope and a grappling hook i've got oh. 50 feet of rope <laughs> and I'm, i i I've, I've meant feet this whole time I oh guess. okay great just us canadians with our metrics mm. well right. i got i don't got no rope but i, I have rope I don't have a grapple hook, but I do have a
1: climber's kit. I could maybe try and climb up. Oh wait, Do wait, you want wait. me
2: to just cast spider climb on someone?
1: Oh, no. Here, I, I think <laughs> I got it. you can just climb up the wall. Captain, I got an good. idea. What if we go get two grappling hooks and we build a 60-foot rope ladder, and then we come back at night and you fly up there with your cloak of the bat, hook it on, fucking guy can just climb down after Quinny opens the door.
2: Yeah, I could totally do that.
1: Nobody sees anything. We just got to wait like 12 hours. Okay. <laughs> We're not on the clock for anything, right? I think we're good. Yeah, we can wait. Well, I mean, ours... we've got this weird soul trap guy and a monster boat that run away. But, I mean, it's not I mean, like, that's all hearsay. We don't know if that's even true.
3: We don't have a ticking clock. Like, right. it's okay. it's functional. I see. So you're not dropping the ladder from the top of the cliff and having Alan connect it. You're having Alan connect it from to the, the cage, cage to the water. From the cage yeah. to the water. And
1: then they yeah. can... Quinny will go up the ladder and unlock it. And then Quinny will come back down. And Fatty McGee <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm
2: going to have to, like, hook it onto me because I have to grasp my cloak with my hands yeah. in order to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll, then I'll, yeah, so I can just fly up to the cage. And then you hold on the cage with one on to hand. Hold on the cage. Clip, clip. Clip, and then I can
1: fly and back. And you can fly
3: back down. All right, yeah, sure. So Fucking um,
1: killing
2: it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so night falls. You take your dinghy out. You're ready. Um, he takes his dinghy out. <laughs> anyway. Butthole takes his dinghy out. Alan, this is pretty exciting for you. In a short few weeks, you've gone from just like, oh, you know, I'll stay at the back. Let's have guards on either side of you too flying. You turn into a bat sometimes. Fuck yeah. And, uh, you know, it's you, you feel like you're capable of great things, and that's pretty exciting. And it's cool to be part of the sneaky team. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, uh, Quinny, this is your first time sending Alan in alone on some sneaky business. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling about okay, all this? So I'm going to pull Alan aside.
1: and I'm like, Alan, so proud of you. You're going to be great.
2: Oh, thanks. Okay,
1: welcome to the sneaky team. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's important. Like, it's super cool to be on the sneaky team, all right? No one is questioning that. But the important thing is to act like it's not cool. Like, you don't care that you're on the sneaky team. That's part of the whole sneaky team, like, vibe and mystique. But
2: I care so much. I know,
1: I know. And that's the part of your nature that you're going to have to sort of deny as you're being sneaky. You're going to have to just be, like, real cool. Real stealthy. But
2: I've spent, I spent most of my life denying who I was. How am I supposed to (laughs) deny it now?
1: All right, this struck a nerve way, way deeper than I expected it to. Um, I'm glad we had this chat right before you're about to do some real risky, sneaky business. Uh, Good luck. Uh,
2: Thanks. Oh, shit. I don't know what to do now.
3: I was so close to giving either of you a point of inspiration, but now, Alan, (laughs) I'm actually going to give you a point of doubt. I'm going to make you make this check at a disadvantage because if it means- I'm going
2: to call that minus one. (laughs) Yeah.
3: If if it means giving up who you are, is it really even worth being sneaky? You're going to find out. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, Captain, how's all this feeling for you? I mean, you've got a you've got a crew working for you again for the first time in months, which is pretty good. It feels great. Do you miss your old crew?
4: Of course, they were they're my buddies. you know, A, a pirate queen is not, you know, a common thing. and they accepted me for who I was, which was a female captain.
3: Butthole, fun with new friends. That's exciting. Yeah, also it's kind
1: of nice to be like back involved with like some sort of like mercenary enterprise where there are like other troopers. Like it's feeling good to just like do a jab well, you know? So like while we're down here, I actually, on Captain's permission, I got Slutty Dave and his top four there again in a second dinghy, and it's just like They just got a bunch of loaded muskets lined up so that if anything goes wrong, they're just going to like pin down the guards at the top of the prison so we can get the hell out of there without getting shot to pieces.
3: I think um, one of their missions while you guys were waiting for Nightfall was they made the exact same kind of outfits you made, but they did it in black. So these are their stealth Outfits, but they're still like spectacular. They're just exact replicas.
1: Yeah, when they came out and showed us those outfits, I kissed Slutty Dave on the <laughs> mouth. I was so happy.
3: Yeah, it, it's like the uh, the Venom phase of the Spider Man suit. It's just yes. like, oh god, it somehow looks even better. Like I don't want you to keep it forever, but it's cool for now. <laughs> yeah, so like I have my
1: cloak on as well, so I'm hidden. And then I made a miniature cloak for Goblin Junior, so he's also hidden. It's, <laughs> it's great. Parrot Junior's just in a sock. yeah that's all that's all he needed we made him like a cowl with a little necklace so it like hangs over his head like a hood and when we put it on him
3: he went
0: well that's fine
3: (laughs) okay so the time is nigh alan gonna you know do this you
2: got this yep so can i get someone to hook these grappling hooks to me
1: yep so i helped gear alan up but under like quinny's supervision because he's the expert climber but i mean we saw that that speech didn't go well so we're sort of like Minimizing his directional speaker.
3: All right. Um, I'm not ever going to be so now I would like to a, cast
1: guidance on Alan, knowing that some shit's going down.
3: Okay, uh, what are you going to tell her? Or just, do you just want her to believe that it was her all along?
1: I sort of just want her to believe that it's her all along. I've done this before, so I'm just going to be like, you're doing great. You got this. Like, the team's here. You're here for the team. Think about it. And I hold up my tattoo that says, Alan is your friend. And I'm like, you know it. I That's tap it, true. and then I just put my hand down, and I give her a thumbs up, okay. and then I secretly cast guidance on her. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> so similar to when you've just had too much coffee or something, you suddenly like you still feel really doubtful, but it doesn't just seem to be affecting you anymore. You're just something's off. I don't know. I don't know if it'll, it'll, if, if it'll ever be okay, Alan. Huh? And off you go.
2: <laughs> and I grip, <laughs> I grip the edges of my cloak. And I fly up to the cage.
3: Great. So uh, the wind blowing past you, you see the cage coming. Have you ever flown at this speed before? Because I think last time- I've
2: done it once. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You turned into a bat previously as well, right?
2: Yeah. And I've turned into a bat as well, yeah.
3: Based on your having done this before and having been a bat, you're able to kind of slow yourself as you approach Mm -hmm. the cage. So you're able to kind of just land gracefully atop the cage. Uh, Slim Jim Rogers looks up and says, oh, hey, who are you?
2: Oh, hey, I'm a friend of uh, Captain Robert's. Um, Captain Roberts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're here to rescue you. Oh, so, yeah, amazing. So, so I'm going to attach this uh, rope ladder here to you, and uh, my friend Quinny's going to come up, you know, open your cage. You can come down. So there's it's all a, gonna be good.
3: Um, a cage a meter away from him to his right. is a very, like, haggard-looking half-orc, and she says, wait, can you get me too? And then someone else says, yeah, and me.
2: Sure, why are you guys here?
3: <laughs> <laughs> One of them's like, not... Murder? (laughs) And the other one says, definitely murder. I'm here for murder.
2: Who'd you murder? Why'd you murder them? I'm just saying, I'm not one to judge. I've also murdered.
3: (laughs) Um, The one who definitely did not murder someone, if I did it, (laughs) is what I would say hypothetically. Or J. Simpson. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) <laughs> it was a crime of passion, and then I rode away on a bronco I named Ford, <laughs> and I didn't get far enough, so they caught me and they put me in this cage.
2: Okay, and the next one, you over there,
3: back
1: down on the boat. I'm looking at both Captain Roberts and Butthole, being like, "It's taking longer than it ought to, right?" <laughs> and I'm just, I'm there? just giving
3: him like that, like give her a minute hand. <laughs> the other one says, uh, "Listen, I, I'm gonna level with you. I was working with the City Watch, you know, back in Neverwinter, and I." Uh, I I may have got a little too rough interrogating a goblin uh, this one time, and um, yeah, things didn't go well, so I had to flee. Uh, I've been on the run, and then the governor owed, Lord, never remember a a favor, so here I am.
2: No, I I totally get the difficulties that come with interrogating goblins.
3: Yeah, right. Been been there. Slippery little bastards.
2: you know what? I'm just going to get, we're going to get this friend, a friend of ours out of here first. We've only got this one rope ladder, and then we'll be back for you, okay? Okay,
3: Orc Jay says, listen, if you leave without me, (laughs) I'm going to start yelling.
2: Yeah, no, that's why I'm not gonna leave without you.
3: Okay. Then why don't you get us first and then your friend?
2: Because we have to prove that it works.
3: Yes. Yeah, with so our friend. Listen, I'll, I'll volunteer to go first. I I volunteer as tribute, send me.
2: I don't think I'm qualified to make these decisions. I think I'll need to ask my manager. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, I mean my captain. <laughs> I know I know some managers that are upstairs right now, and you know what? They might lighten my sentence hearing about this. You seem taking a deep breath. Um <sighs> R.I.P. Orc J Simpson. <laughs> that is the
1: um of homicide. Yeah.
2: And I just I just kind of say, oh shit. And I just say, I really didn't want to do this. <laughs> but I can't let you mess up our plan. And I just fire five magic missiles at him. <laughs> for nineteen damage.
3: They used to call him Orc J. Simpson. Now they just call him the Juice. <laughs> <laughs> because he <laughs> dies after the second one and the rest just pulp his body out the side of the cage.
4: Oh, my God.
1: This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products all because we use Shopify. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com/dumdums d-u-m-b d-u-m-b-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs, and it is so Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot.
5: No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious Cormium Plantier of Dum Dums and Dragons. And yes... It is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those dum-dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed, Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dumdums are going on. You can add characters to our world, you can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits, but you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me?
3: Back down at the boat, uh, you see several flashes of light coming from uh, above the cage. Is she taking his picture? <laughs> I don't know. I'm listen.
1: I usually try to stay positive, but this is getting weird. Can we get me up there? I can't get up there, can I? Yeah, Whatever. the ropes up there now. Oh, it's been we, it's, well. We don't know if she's grounded it yeah, yet. So. Yeah. G- give it some tugs.
3: <laughs> you give it some
1: tugs. They okay, hold so I, hold I
3: tug on the rope gently. Alan, just just like, you, you feel a gentle tugging on your waist.
5: I haven't hooked it up yet. Just shut up. I can't Stop
3: hear it. I can't just hear it. Jim is <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll try and be so quiet. I do like
1: a shake, 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 shake. And I'm waiting for the two bits after the haircut. <laughs>
2: And they don't come because it's not ready.
1: <laughs> so the so I other Quinnie, Quinny waited out. <laughs> <The other prisoner laughs> and I look over like, at slutty Dave and I'm like, start aiming the rifles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just look over at the other prisoner, I just say, We'll get you down. Just don't make a fucking yeah, and, noise. And, and
3: she says, Hey, that's cool, that's cool. I wasn't going to. I, right. I, it wasn't my idea. Just just do do what you gotta do. Okay.
2: And I and I take the grappling hooks from my waist and I hook it up to the cage. And I glide back down to where my friends are.
3: Okay, uh, you make it back down. Obviously, you see Alan approaching. Mm-hmm. You guys say or do anything? Uh, I fist bump her. Cool. I just <laughs> wave Quinny
1: up. I'm like, yeah, 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 team spirit. Fucking guards.
3: <laughs> Quinny, as you start to climb up, you mm-hmm. see a couple of guards come to like the, the lip. They seem to have been drawn by uh, the flashes of light. you can roll me a stealth check at disadvantage since you're running up a rope. Unless you just want to like hang off it. I'll stay still and hopefully just blend in. Okay, into the night so without the disadvantage. Cliff. 24. So they kind of look down. problem is they're looking from up top down, so they can't see that there's one cage that's just dripping pork blood. Um, I, I don't know. Just Maybe one of them was taking someone's picture. when they, um, they go back to their patrol.
1: And I take my hand down from where I was going to signal <laughs> Slutty Dave's team,
3: and I'm like, and those two live to fight another day. And uh, Slutty Dave's like, that's good. I could see his eyes. They were kind. <laughs> Just like yours, Dave. (laughs) Shucks.
0: (laughs) Right, that's fine. (laughs) Couldn't
3: you make it up the rope, you've made it to uh, Slim Jim Rogers. Uh, What do you do? I say, uh, can you hold me through the cage? Can you pick me up through the cage? He's like, "Uh, can do. And he sticks like two of the beefiest arms you've ever seen. Just like squeezes them through the cage and Mm -hmm. just just grabs you like Simba. Great. Now I have my hands free. uh, (laughs) I reach into my pouch. I take out my thieves kit and I am working on this lock. Great. Uh, Roll me a lock pick, please. So that is an 18. Yep, so it's it's easy. They I mean they don't really expect jailbreaks. Also, most people who get locked up here, no one either no one cares about or is a notorious pirate captain who gets hanged later that day. Mm-hmm. So uh yep, so you've got his cage door open. He is a massive man.
5: Hmm. Can you
3: get out of this thing on your own? I can get out. Don't know about that rope though. Um, what, are you expecting me to shimmy down? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> oh. You are not who I was expecting to see. I I heard the name Slim Jim. Oh, common misconception. My actual name is James. Yeah, okay. You're a funny guy, Slim. Ah, thanks. That's what they say. In the cage next to him, there's a a female orc who's like, hey, uh, your flying murder friend told me that maybe she could get me out too. Yeah, that's turning into more and more of a maybe,
1: pal. Um, (laughs) I turn a thaumaturgy connection to Quinny from myself down below, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? She told a bunch of prisoners we all break them out. Listen. Wait, can you hear me with? Yeah, yeah, I did like a, I did like a, a round trip. It's like a cell phone. Don't ask questions. bullshit, bullshit <laughs> but okay.
5: <laughs> okay, but what about what about Slim Jim? Slim Jim is fucking huge and is
1: worried he won't make it down on this rope. I like put my my hand over the thaumaturgical cell phone <laughs> not, and I turn to Alan and I'm like, okay, can't do a rope. Could anybody fly with that cloak?
2: I've got Featherfall.
1: And then I take my Just hand back off jump. the cell phone and I'm like, listen, this is going to be a tough sell. <laughs> But Alan's going to use Featherfall, so we just need Slim Jim to jump. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jim, uh, how do you feel about uh, jumping out of here? Not great. Not great? Not great. Could I sell you on it if I told you you would magically just gently sail down to a boat that has your captain,
3: the Captain Bella Roberts, waiting for you? I I need to hear it from her. Do you know what? Let Qu- me pass you this yeah. magical <laughs> fucking phone. Yeah, you
1: just pass, pass it. I'm going to put Bella on. <laughs> Hello, this is, is this absurd. is this Slim Jim? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, here's here's, here's Captain Captain Bella. Tell Slim, Slim. Jim he needs to jump.
4: Slim, is that you?
3: Captain, yeah, it's me.
4: We're here to rescue you.
3: Do I have to jump out of this cage? Yes. Don't worry. As okay. soon as he heard yes, he went. He trusts. He trusts his captain, yeah. and he's Amazing. just fallen, and okay. he hit so many cages on the way down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But as soon as he jumps, I do raise my hands and cast Featherfall on him uh, so that maybe he hits those cages a little less slowly. If I'm
3: not mistaken, Featherfall slows you before you hit the ground, or does it slow no, you the whole No, it way
2: slows him? you. A falling creature's rate of descent slows to 50 feet per round. Oh, until okay. the Or 60 feet per round until the spell cool. ends. Cool, so he's, so he's
3: definitely still slows. hitting hitting those cages, but he's not going to take all the damage I was about yeah. to make him take. <laughs> um, as he goes, he just yells into the Thamaturge, I'm like, as you wish. <laughs> hey. um, but uh, he is hitting those cages, so, uh, you know, and it, it kind of sets off like a, a little bit of a nice little, like, they almost sound like bells on the way down. Okay. So the guards who were up before come back and they're like, holy shit, it's some kind of super weird jailbreak. It's not a photo op at all.
1: I lean into my thaumaturgical cell phone and I'm like, if you're getting one more person out, you jump and you get him out now. And Slim Jim says, what? Because <laughs> he's got <laughs> your magic phone.
3: And I yell, damn you, Slim Jim. Uh, and I hang it up. Suddenly, Uh, and unexpectedly you hear three cracks of thunder or so it seems to you that's because most of you aren't used to the sound of rifles and as Slutty Dave and his pals open fire you watch two guards also fall face first over the cliff
2: I don't cast Feather Fall on them obviously
3: (laughs) and uh, Slutty Dave's already given the order to reload (laughs) he's like anybody else want to be a hero and I turn to them and I'm like do you want
1: to live forever (laughs) (laughs) And then I turn to Alan and I'm like, Alan, you promised other people out. Pick the least crazy one. If you can fly the rope over to them right fucking now, we might be able to do this. Otherwise, we
3: leave.
2: It was just the one. Okay. So I fly up to uh, Slim Jim's cage. <laughs> <I'm> like,
3: Alan, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so uh, more, more guards are showing up with the rifles. Uh, Slutty Dave and his team are firing. The guards are firing from on top. What are you doing with this cage?
2: Oh, shit. I don't even. I can't pick it. I can't That'll pick the That'll have lock. to be
3: me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking chivalrous,
1: Alan. Here we go. Uh, and I jump from my cage and try and land on this other person's cage. Okay, roll cage. me
3: a, an acrobatics check, please. <laughs> I use guidance. Uh, no need, hopefully. Uh, 22. You land successfully. You hear uh, two lightning cracks above you as uh, guards take shots. Okay. One of them misses. The other one's rifle explodes in his hands, blowing <laughs> off his fingers. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my gosh. I start laughing uproariously <laughs> <laughs> beside the captain. All right, as
1: I guess like musket rounds are like flying around us, I just yell, Hold me like a baby!
3: <laughs> I thought you never asked! She puts her arms through and grabs you. Great. So I use both my free hands to start picking the lock. Uh, okay. 26. The door swings open. Unlike Slim Jim, she's much more agile. And she leaps out of the cage with you in her arms and she yells, You said jump, right? And she holds you up as, as
1: she falls. I absolutely did not. I did not. I'm saying this like in a calm
3: voice, like like an indoor voice, but we are falling. I was like, I did not say that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not say to jump. Wow. We're going to die. That is a tremendous misstep on myself on my part. I apologize.
2: So I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast featherfall on the orc, and I'm going to then leap off of the cage and fly to Quinny. And try to, like, kind of swoop in under him so he can land on my back.
1: (laughs) And I raise a hand, and if the swoop doesn't work, I'm going to do a really desperate final attempt.
3: (laughs) Okay, um, so, uh, Queenie, why don't you roll me an acrobatics check at disadvantage since you're just tumbling through the air. Yeah. Um, Well, that was a three on the first roll. And we'll go with that three. Uh, so that's a 13. You are flailing. The orc was going to hold on to you all the way down, but then she felt real sheepish. So she kind of did one of these and let you go and like put her arms up. She's like, I'm sorry. Uh, but then she starts falling really slowly, and she's like, I'm more sorry now. Okay, now <laughs> I'm yelling because we're further away. Like, we're going to talk about this.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I couldn't cast Featherfall on both of you.
3: <laughs> so, Alan, can you please roll me? It's magical. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take an arcana for this. Cool. Ten total. You swoop, but you overshoot Quinny, and now you're hurtling towards the, the water at a rapid speed.
1: I uh, summon I, a spectral hammer in Quinny's hand, hoping to <laughs> Mary Poppins him down like I did Mudbutt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Quinny, I'm going to give you a devil's bargain on this. Mm-hmm. You can grab the hammer, mm-hmm. and you will be certain to land safely, but there will be consequence, or you can take your chances with the water or Alan. Okay, you know what? I fucked Alan
1: up earlier, and so I need to make that right. I need to trust in Alan. I need to let her be herself. So
3: I'm not going to go for the hammer. I'm going to trust in Alan. All right, Alan. You got one roll to save Quinny.
2: All right. So I imagine this. I overshoot, and I'm trying to swoop around to get him on the... Yep. And that is 14 total.
3: It's not good enough to grab him. Fuck. But... Bye. I will give you a devil's bargain. (laughs) (laughs) You can release the cloak in the hopes that it will catch him and slow his fall somewhat, but then you will also fall. Now, you're not as far above the water, but you will likely take damage from it.
2: I'm going to do it. This was my fault. I was the one who uh, made that, save that stupid half-orc and put <laughs> us in this situation. So.
3: All right, so uh, you release the cloak? It. Yeah. So basically, it's like, you know, you hurdle mm-hmm. up, you miss... And you're just like, fuck it. So you let go and you sort of throw it up at him and it flutters up and it's still got enough momentum that it kind of somewhat breaks your fall. So, Quinny, you're going to take, when you hit the water, um, 11 points of damage because okay. there's hella rocks. Alan, you'll be taking seven points of damage. The orc drifts gently down to the water beside you. So I need. Well,
2: that was worth it.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm going to need some athletics checks from you to
1: swim uh, to the boat. I look at my hammer. And it turns its head towards me and gives me a nod and I give it a nod and it immediately flies up to where the guards are and just starts
3: fucking smashing people up <laughs> in the prison. Captain, how are you feeling about all this?
4: It didn't go great. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I can't help very much judging by my piece of paper. So I'm, I'm just.
3: Do you want to row the boat towards them so they have less distance to cover?
1: Absolutely.
3: Great. So can you make me an athletics check, please?
1: Oh man, considering we were or mates, can I jump on it with her? You sure can. Might not be necessary.
3: Given that she just rolled a natural 20.
4: <laughs> but I have a it's minus one athletics, is that okay?
3: At a natural 20, you critically succeed at whatever you're trying to okay. do. You see your pal Slim Jim plummet from the sky like a just a beautiful, large comet. But then he starts drifting. You see some other random person slowly drifting down. You see uh, the friendship between the party as they, you know, sacrifice desperately for each other. You see Butthole commanding the hammers. And you think, you know what? These people are my crew now. So you haul ass with your uh, <laughs> your hands, butthole grabs the other two oars. You're both rowing. And as you get close, you see that there's um, a rifleman with a scope. who's up top, and he's pulling up a bead on the back of Quinny's head as Quinny, like, fumbles with the cloak. And from behind you, since you rolled so high, your tail comes with a pistol. So I'm going to give you one shot to kill this sniper. So roll your dice, madam. It <laughs> <laughs> add six. Eight. You fire the pistol off. Fortunately, it's a pistol, so the range is off. But it's enough to make the sniper duck. So he's going to have one more round before he can take the shot. Uh, Quinny, can you roll me athletics, please? That is a total of one. (laughs) A natural one? I rolled a two, and I've got minus one for athletics. The only way I can actually you're roll just a one, it seems. you in that cloak. Yeah. Um, Alan, can you roll me an athletics, please?
2: Nine.
3: So I'm going to say you're treading water. Luckily for you, the captain rolled well, so the ship will be to you quickly. Okay. Meanwhile, up top, uh, yeah, they're just just guards doing their jobs, just getting hammered off the side of a cliff. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's creating a cacophony of cage bells. Um, bong,
0: bong, 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 bong. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this is as close to a holiday episode as we get. <laughs> the sniper's going to line up his shot on Quinny. Captain, you had uh, two pistols with you, so I'm going to allow you another tail shot unless you want to aim it with your hands. But, you know, being a badass tiefling, you do what you want.
4: I'll use the tail again.
3: Great. Fire at will. 23. Yep, that's great. So you'll hit him and uh, roll your damage. It's 1d10 plus 3, I believe. Total of seven. So you shoot him and, like, you know, hits him in the shoulder. He drops his rifle. He's holding the big hole in his arm. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to be able to aim anymore. So with the sniper out of the way, you're able to kind of collect everyone close to the boat, including a, uh, a half-orc lady who kind of climbs aboard and is like, hey, thanks for the save. You shut the hell up. We're dealing with you later. <laughs>
1: Don't worry. He gets grumpy.
3: We're all gonna get back to the boat, and we'll be fine. P.S. Let's go right now. We could die. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you row out, and you've successfully reobtained uh, Slim Jim Rogers. Yay! At which point, we
1: all jump in the air in slow mo and high five in the center of the boat. <laughs> da, 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 Quinny, does it. Quinny crosses um, his arms, waterlogged.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey Quinny, can my cloak back. Yes. Thank you.
1: And I reach out to both of them and cast Cure Wounds at a level one. Yes. Which, by default, brings them back up to full health because it does 11 minimum healing. Thanks. Thanks, butthole.
3: No problem. Alex, Slim Jim is your first mate or your quartermaster?
4: Uh, Slim Jim was my first mate.
3: Well, we'll fucking see about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you guys might not always be aboard the ship. You might go on other adventures. That's fine. Nope, this is the show now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now sit right down in here. Right <laughs> all right. So um, having recovered some of your crew, Captain, I think the two big questions facing all of you now are, do you go in search of boots or do you attempt to track down the Death Wind, which you have a sense will continue to stalk you throughout your lives if you don't uh, don't manage to find a way to deal with it? Captain?
4: Can I ask Slim? some questions? Yeah, absolutely. Does he know anything about Boots and where he might be?
3: Um, so he uh, he was actually, he saw the battle where uh, where Boots was killed. He died the way he lived. Gunning. <laughs> um, yeah, He's also, he's heard similar tales. Um, a couple of the convicts that were in the cages with him uh, were talking about a ghost ship that prowled around the drifts that they always kind of saw a distance and then would try and flee, and it was a massive old, I mean, we're, we're talking like primo ghost ship Pirates of the Caribbean style, like chunks of it were missing, just like all the sails were shredded, and it would just kind of drift into being, and generally all these sailors would just haul ass out of there. One particularly foolhardy uh, captain decided to engage it in combat, and the captain's ship was absolutely devastated. This person was the only survivor, and uh, they said the gunning from that ghost ship was exquisite. (laughs) So you've got a good sense that you think you know where Boots is, it's just a matter of whether or not you want to contend with a ghost ship.
4: I'll take some, some opinions and So we'll do, we'll do a
3: round table? All right, we
1: got a ghost ship. I don't know what kills ghost ships. We've done uh, silvered stuff before. Like, we probably have to gear up if we're going to go after well, it. But I'd say... The kind of is undead, right? Possibly. That might be true. Hmm. But I'd say we could silver some cannonballs, because we know that that's had luck. We could do some holy water stuff. Like, we could tool up for that. I mean, there's also... I don't know the history of this ghost ship, but when I hear Pirate Island, ghost ship that's been around forever... And Temple of the Forgotten God. I mean, that's like a one plus one equals two for me. Like, what's up with that temple? Maybe nothing, but maybe. Link Up? Yeah, maybe the secret to subduing ghosts. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too far, but to say, if I were to define my ideals or my bonds, (laughs) uh, one of them would perhaps be, I'll never leave a friend behind. So if we've got a crew member who's out there as first mate of this ship, we ought to get that. And I mean, if this... Fucking bullshit boats hunting us anyways. Maybe there's a way we can play them off against each other. Ghost meets spooky monster ship. Spooky monster ship meet ghost. Whoever wins can eat us. And they just destroy each other. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins gets a bite. Yeah, Quinny's pretty interested in making sure that that ship doesn't follow us now that he knows that there's documents on board it with the uh, Unseen Hands uh, sigil. So Did you say that or was that a thought? No, no. Quinny doesn't speak in third person. Oh, God damn it. He said. <laughs> <laughs> Quinny don't play that. <laughs>
3: That's right. Alan, what what are your thoughts?
2: You know me; I'll I'll go with you guys wherever. I love a
4: good mystery. Same. I love that about you, Alan.
3: <laughs> so, Where they lead, you will follow. I will any follow anywhere,
0: right? <laughs> That's fine.
3: Um, so I think, Captain, we got a
1: strong interest in dealing with both of these things. So, so I'm just going
2: through the rest of the song in my head; or, it fits I so know what well. By we all
1: means, um, just don't go chasing waterfalls, Alan. <laughs> just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to, like Eastport or Westport. We've been both now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Let's not go back to that prison, though. That seems shitty. So it seems uh, your two major leads for Boots, you know that the ghost ship is in the drifts mm-hmm. um, and that that's where you can go to find it. Butthole has suggested that the Temple of the Forgotten God might have something to do with the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might have some gear that we could use to hurt ghosts. We don't have a lot of magical equipment on yeah, this ship.
1: we don't have a lot of magical stuff.
2: Right. Except for me. I know.
1: (laughs) No, but it's true. But, like, let's say you uh, try to save Quinny from a fall and then crash into the lake. Like, we need a backup plan.
4: I agree. We're not too far right? We can check it out.
3: The temple? Yeah, the temple's not too far away. Um, Can you please roll me a history check, Captain?
4: Five.
3: You don't know much about the Temple of the Forgotten God. This being a pirate island, it's the kind of thing that you know people have gone into and raided. Like, it's not like a dungeon or a tomb um, that... You know, in d d terms, it's always like, oh, they say there's a tomb up on the cliffs. No one's ever been. Like, this thing's been picked over. But, uh, yeah, you know how to get there. You've never gone yourself. It was never of interest.
1: So you're not interested and you don't know much about it. Seems appropriate with the name, am I right? And I turn to <laughs> Slutty Dave and he's, like, just helping his guys
3: do work
5: on the <laughs> ship.
1: And I'm like,
3: well, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you want to check out the temple, uh, you are very close to it, so it'd be yeah. easy enough to get there.
4: Let's check it out.
1: So I
3: okay. turn to the pilot and say,
1: Quinny, take us to that temple parking lot." And then uh, Slim Jim Roger says, Quinny, no, 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 no." And I point <laughs> in my eyes and I say, "No." He's
3: no. like, "No." Listen, we man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we man. I don't know who you think you're commanding, but uh, Captain. I've always been first mate on your ships. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Captain, I just want to point out, we spent a lot of time together. We got this boat together. We got him back for you. If my reward for helping you recollect your crew is a demotion, you're going to have a much more frustrated, perhaps less helpful cleric. <laughs> it's not a threat. That's just it's a statement <laughs> of how I'm feeling. <laughs> oh, I'm very vulnerable God. and scared right now. Goblin Jr. sits on my feet because he knows something's
3: weird. <laughs>
4: Listen, you guys are both great. I really appreciate both of you. Oh,
3: thanks, Captain. That means a lot. It means more to me. I hate you. <laughs> All right,
4: that's enough. Butthole, I'm sorry. I have to go with my first mate, my true first mate, Slim.
3: Slim Jim is like the happiest he could be, but he's, he's keeping it cool. You know, he knows. And I say, okay. And I turn
1: around and I start lowering a dinghy into the water. <laughs> <laughs> and I climb down a rope and I get into the dinghy. <laughs> Get your goblin, Jr. And we row to shore alone. Before you do all of that, I say, butthole, wait. <laughs> In my head, I'm already on shore. I'm silently watching you <laughs> row away from the ship while the incredible
3: Hulk TV show theme right. plays. Like, yeah. it just walks off into the
1: distance. All right, but I'm lowering the dinghy. It,
4: is there another job that you want?
1: I'm not taking slutty Dave's job. I trust people I put on this crew, and they depend on you. Well, um, apparently are you uh, Are you Slim abandoning Slim captain, them? Are you abandoning them? I'm not you in charge of them anymore. New- you could be second mate. I don't want to work under Slim Jim. <laughs> a- head of, head of, you work head of under personnel? It. Listen, everybody works under the first mate. You can't call a job second mate and everybody say that he works works doesn't work under, work under, under the, the first captain. mate. Yeah, yeah. And do you want to know what? Greatest captain ever. Mm-hmm. What, not in question.
2: What about chief morality officer?
1: Do I report to Slim Jim?
3: Don't look at me. I'm I, not the Listen, captain.
1: listen. I, I'm, not I'm, having, the captain I'm having trouble looking at her. My feelings are hurt, and I do not understand what is happening. I have been exemplary. She told me, good job. We had a birthday party. I am horrified. Um, Slim Jim doesn't even have a fancy night stealth outfit.
3: Uh, Slim Jim looks down at his, like, tattered prisoner clothes. <laughs> that
1: is true. I bet he didn't even enforce a dress code.
4: What about the ship cleric?
1: Do I report No, to you report Slim Jim? to me. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> Wait
3: no. What What about Slutty Dave? Like I, I need a guarantee of employment for him. You know I've I've heard tell some of the men have been talking about uh, uh sorry Slutty Dave is it? Great great listening. Good to know you care about well, your staff. I, I just came aboard. Okay, I just came aboard the ship. I've been you're in a welcome. Thank you. I guess. Listen, I I'd be okay reporting to Slutty Dave. Maybe he could be first mate. That that work for you, right? Oh yeah, I'm sold. Yeah.
4: Excuse me? What?
5: <laughs>
1: Cap, we, we found a compromise, and I go over and I shake his hand because yeah, I didn't no, know I we were going to get head. along yeah, so yeah, well. You but, know, but just... Listen, we had a talk as two co-first mates for an instant. <laughs> then Slim Jim was first mate, but we're still talking because we're respected peers, depending on how this works out. Uh, we think Slutty Dave is the best first mate. Look at his shooting. He took the initiative. Nobody had to call for that. Got him out. Saved my ass forever. Pretty much the coolest guy ever.
3: Crew loves him. Got a great hat.
4: Slutty Dave?
3: Uh, I'd be honored if if you'll have me.
4: (laughs) Let's make it happen.
3: And that, dear friends, was how Slutty Dave (laughs) became the greatest first mate
1: Hey there, we're DM to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because a lot of these hurdles are just in their head.
3: So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit DM2GM.com. DM2GM, get your game started.